Unless otherwise indicated, all the names, characters, businesses, places, events, and incidents in these stories and audio narrations are either the product of the author's imagination or used in a fictitious manner. Any resemblance to actual persons, living or dead, or actual events is purely coincidental. The stories and audio narrations are not intended as a substitute for the medical advice of physicians. The reader and or listener should consult a physician in matters related to his or her health, and particularly with respect to any symptoms that may require diagnosis or medical attention. Mature content. Listener discretion is advised. Zen medicine. I'm an intuitive tantric Reiki healer. I'm neither formally trained nor educated in being a tantra or Reiki healer. I'm just pretty plugged into the universe. And this is my calling, for better or for worse. How people find me? Well, there's word of mouth and divine timing. Here's my story. I loved my father. I was eight years old when my mother went out for groceries and never came back. My dad and I were all that we had, and he was my entire world. I was 11 when that world blew up too, when the fatal heart attack took him away. If it wasn't for Lady, I don't know if I'd be here right now. My father was Asian with thick black crew-cut hair and a strong square face. He was a laborer, and he was on a job site when he died. Hello, sweetheart. His deep voice was just as I remembered it as tears sprung into my eyes. My heart was pounding in my chest, and I was breathing shallow. Hi, Dad, I murmured, my eyes taking in his ghostly face. He radiated love as his pale eyes roamed my face. I've been waiting to see you for a long time. He flicked a glance at Henry who stood behind me. Howard, my spirit dog of unknown breed, was sitting on his haunches to my left. His golden head tilted slightly as he looked at my father. I couldn't get near you, what with your strong intentions of not wanting to see any ghosts or spirits. And with your trusty Henry here, I sighed long and deep before responding. I never really thought about it, Dad. Then, shaking my head, I looked at him ruefully. I just hoped that you were happy wherever you were. Being dead doesn't mean I don't want to come and visit my little girl. I felt a slight shimmer of a cold sensation when he reached out his ghostly hand and briefly touched my cheek. I wanted to see you now and then, just to check up on you. Are you mad at me for leaving you? Is that why you didn't want to see me? I didn't say anything as I pursed my lips, thoughtfully. Then, after a few moments, I nodded at him. Yeah, Dad. I think I was. Am I still in the doghouse? I shrugged lightly. Hmm, doghouse, outhouse. He burst out laughing, his deep voice loud and rolling. I smiled, and I felt my heart warming with love. It was really great to see him unfettered from worry and stress. When he was alive, he always wore a frown and held an intensity of having to shoulder the world for the two of us. I laid my hand over his ghostly ones on the table. I missed you, Dad. A lot. He nodded his head as his pale face twisted sadly. Me too. His eyes roamed my face and I watched as his gaze stopped on my long white hair. 
Self-consciously, I touched the top of my head, running my hand down to the tips of my hair. I'm gonna have to dye my hair, Dad. He scratched his chin thoughtfully. I was wondering if I should say anything about that. Were you there when Mary Catherine was retrieving my soul? I asked, wondering how and where Dad had been while I was unable to see him. He nodded. Uh-huh. You may not have been able to see me, but we certainly saw you. I threw a frown at him. What do you mean we? He means. Another deep voice wafted into our conversation from behind Dad. We all can see you, Z. My eyes flew up to the group of ghosts who stepped up to the table surrounding us. They were a mixed group of men and women ghosts. Some were strangely, but simply dressed in period pieces, from long flowing robes to simple tunics. If these people were alive, they would have fit right in with Halloween because the costumes were outstanding. As my frown deepened, Dad spoke up. This is just a small group that came tonight, Z. But they're your ancestors who've been looking after you all your life. My ancestors. I repeated slowly as my eyes widened, flickering here and there. All from your side? He shook his head. From both mine and your mother's. I was speechless, and for once my mind went completely blank. Right before my eyes stood my heritage and bloodline. I never once thought of my lineage. Never thought of where I came from. Not once. This night was blowing me away. All this time you thought you were alone. A dark-haired woman, spirit wearing a warrior-like tunic, said as she looked at me, her pale eyes white, glowing orbs of translucent light. "You are never alone, Z. You're a small group of my ancestors," I asked, and a number of them nodded their ghostly heads. "We didn't want to overwhelm you, baby," Dad said as he smiled at the group. "We thought it'd be a little too much if all of us came at once." "Okay." I said slowly. Appreciate that. A sizable, muscular fella who looked suspiciously like Conan but Asian stepped forward. His pale eyes piercing me. Fetch the offerings so that we may feast with one another's ancestors. Ah,、uh, my mind going blank again. Offerings. Was he talking about food? And then it dawned on me that I was having my version of a dumb supper with my ancestors. A dumb supper was traditionally done silently, showing respect to the deceased. But as far as I can tell, it would be pretty animated, not at all a silent supper. I stood up then, my eyes on everyone. Um, how about I go get some food for you guys? Then I started to look around for Lady and Mary Catherine, but um, I need to find someone to save this table for us so no one snags it while I get the food. Another one of my male ancestors, a soldier dressed in some military uniform, stepped up and bright glint in his pale eyes. Don't you worry about that, Z. We'll guard the table. Um, okay, I said as I nodded at them. I'll be right back. Howard ran ahead of me towards the canteen, and I didn't have to wait long to get stacks of carryout trays of whatever they had left, which was chicken and pork dishes. People randomly glanced at me as I slowly made my way back to the table, armful with the teetering stack of eco-friendly food containers. A guy stopped beside me, asking, "Do you need help with that?" I shook my head. "No, I'm good." You're not heading to that empty table in the corner, are you? He asked, his face twisted with concern. I'm hearing strange stuff is happening over there. It's pretty haunted. You don't want to go there. Um, I'm good. 
I repeated as I continued. No worries, it's all good. What the hell were my ancestors doing? When I finally reached the table, I heard crackling laughter and saw that everyone was having a whale of a time. I gingerly unloaded the stacks of food onto the table. What did you guys do? I demanded as I started to open the individual dinners and laid them out around the table. You got people saying the table was haunted. That only caused more hysterical laughter. My ancestors laughing themselves to tears. They were having such a good time that I couldn't help but start chuckling. Then Uncle Conan and the soldier simultaneously started talking, trying to explain while the others were snickering. But I could only hear bits and pieces of what they were saying. That couple ran faster than a rabbit. How about that man who squeals like a woman? Don't they remember what night this is? No respect for the dead. Where's the fork? When finally they settled down, happy for the reunion of sorts, I was eyeing each of my ancestors committing their faces, their features to memory. I think this was the first time that I ever genuinely appreciated my intuitive gifts. Because without them, I'd just be a lonely woman sitting all by herself at an empty table. That sighed, his features relaxed and content. She's not here, Z. I flicked a glance at him, my fingers slowly picking at my chicken leg, putting bits and pieces of the roasted meat into my mouth. What are you talking about, Dad? Your mother, he said quietly. She's not here because she's still alive. Oh, please, don't tell me you're a psychic ghost, Dad. I sighed with exasperation as I dropped the chicken leg on the plate and grabbed a napkin to wipe my greasy fingers. So you're the one I have to thank for my intuitive gifts for healing dicks and pussies? He burst out laughing, a deep rolling laugh that began and ended in his belly. You can't say it's boring, Z. I smiled at him and waited for him to calm down. When he finally breathed, if a ghost actually did that, he looked at me shaking his pale head. And you didn't get that from me, baby. He said as the seriousness came into his face. You got that from your mother. The woman who abandoned us when I was eight. I snapped at him, anger flashing through me. The woman who went out grocery shopping for dinner and never came back. That woman? Dad shook his pale head sadly. Baby, you need to let go of that hate. Sorry. I really don't know what you're talking about, Dad, I said curtly, because I haven't once thought about her all these years. You can lie to yourself, but you can't lie to me, Z, he said quietly. You need to make peace with her. Now why in the world would I want to do that, Dad? Because she's dying. Music credit by Kogan Audio. Sound credit by Zaxblatt.com. Story created, written, and narrated by Z.E. Lian. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please consider supporting us by subscribing on Apple iTunes and leaving us a five-star review. It helps people find us and it is greatly appreciated. Follow the continuing story of Zen Medicine on medium.com.